Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. We've got a treat for you all today. We're going to be joined by Brian Guerra, Digital Banking Manager, and Herb Berkeley, IT Project Manager at Lone Star National Bank, to hear a little bit about some of their latest fintech integrations. Gentlemen, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you. Thank you. So as we like to do on this show, let's start with a little bit of background on yourselves and Lone Star National Bank. Herb, why don't you kick things off? Sure. Uh, my name's Herb. I'm an IT project manager at Lone Star National Bank, and we're really involved in implementing advanced technologies that support our growth and customer experience. We believe that a customer-centric institution is a key driving factor in our ongoing digital transformations. Excellent. Brian, how about you? Sure. Hello, listeners. Uh, Brian Garab, been with the bank 22 years. I'm delighted to join this conversation. Uh, I am currently the manager of all things digital and thought leader at Lone Star National Bank based in South Texas. I'm very excited to be here today. Very excited for Los National Bank and the digital transformation journey we're, we've, along with our president, David Yanda and board of directors have set in place to take Los National Bank to the top level regarding a true digital experience within the digital industry. Yeah, so what I'd like to do, as you guys have probably gotten a sense, we we have a lot of fintech listeners here. We also have a lot of listeners coming from other uh, financial institutions that are similar size to yourselves and obviously substantially larger. But what I'd really like to do is start by getting a broad sense of your overall strategy when it comes to adding new pieces of technology to your stack. I know it's a challenge, but it's something that a lot of fintechs are really curious about. And so let's get these going by uh, a couple of questions here. First off, you know, what are you prioritizing right Right now, and and what do you think are the biggest opportunities for Lone Star Bank in the coming months and years? And Herb, I'll come to you on this one as well. Thank you. Uh, we prioritize solutions that uh, can improve our infrastructure for efficiency, scalability, and intelligence. And furthermore, we we focus on tools that can enhance our customers' experience. Um, there's a lot of different things out there that we could leverage uh, in terms of technology, but. Right now, we're supporting these things, these initiatives, infrastructure for efficiency, scalability, and intelligence. And our long-term vision in all this, obviously, is to uh, be integral to the customer's financial success uh, by leveraging digital solutions to offer personal, meaningful, and valuable relationships. Yeah, so I'm curious about that customer side of things. How much of the priorities, or how big of a factor, I should say, comes from the customer feedback that you get? Are, you, are people asking you for new capabilities, or are you trying to stay ahead of the curve by giving them you know, technologies that they might not even know that they want yet? Can you talk about that role of customer feedback in your process? Yes, uh, it's really a little bit of both. We have We have some of our customers that are sort of knocking on the door and saying, hey, how come you don't have this, or you don't have that? And so there's there's some uh, sense where we have to take those take that feedback and do something intelligent with it, um, and you know address what these concerns are. But there's also the other thing of of innovation as well too. I think innovation is probably the primary focus on all of this. I think what we're interested in doing is making sure that we uh, either meet or exceed our customers' expectations when it comes to technology, especially in financial banking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly I think everybody's trying to figure out what customers want and sometimes what customers want isn't what you think they should want, right? Sometimes what they want are things that allow them to do uh, financially unhealthy things, but trying to find that balance is absolutely vital. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit about the the kind of fintech community and how you engage with that. 
um, because that's such a huge part of, of our audience. And there's also a really big disconnect between how fintech communities kind of communicate with the financial institutions that their technology is for. Um, can you talk about some of the ways that fintechs can make your lives easier as you look to engage and, and find new pieces of technology? Yeah, um, well, so, you know, our, our experience is that I think as, as innovators, we go out and we seek to find fintechs to look and compare different exciting kind of products that we want to present to our customers to make our customers' experiences better. Like, you know, some of the more efficient payment products that are out there, um, other technologies that sort of customize personalizations to customers, you know, from their mobile banking application. We, we're looking for those things. They're really not trying to find us. So if if I was on the flip side of the equation, I would be trying to find uh, financial institutions that are at specific asset classes and, and focus on them and try and find who their uh, decision makers are and basically just reach out to them uh, to try to say, hey, listen, we have an exciting product that we think you might be interested in. As a matter of fact, you can really kind of follow other people on social media that are with financial, financial institutions. You can kind of see what they're talking about. Those conversations could lead to somebody actually taking some action to reach out like, hey, this this institution is looking at this or they're talking about this or they're mentioning that there's all these different rich possibilities to find feedback. And I don't think it's being utilized very well. Yeah, I, I just want to be really clear about something because I think this is a really big deal. So right now, most of the fintechs that you're engaging with are because you had to reach out to them. It's not people engaging with you. It's sort of you're forced to go out and do your own research right now. And and I just I just want to make sure that I, I have that right. Yeah, that's right. And the, the other the other problem quantitatively is there's so many different things out there. How do you know where you where you landed in the right spot? Uh, there's got to be some better sophistication in uh, representing what the business case of a fintech is and how it has maybe some core advantage to a financial institution and, and finding a good channel in which to communicate that. Yeah, I and mean, we're going to talk a little bit uh, later on about the integration that you're working on with Alchemy, but I want to come back and say, you know, uh, it does sound like for any fintechs listening, there's an opportunity to be more proactive about targeting the right type of financial institution. And I know it's difficult, right? Getting uh, Cutting through the noise and trying to make yourself different from all the other pitches is something that's really challenging. Um, as we were talking before we push record, you mentioned that there are a couple of ways that fintechs have been brought to your attention, either through a consultant that you've hired or potentially even through uh, organizations like you know, ICBA or the ABA. Can you talk about those a little bit and, and kind of how your relationship with those helps you to sometimes find new potential fintech partners? Yes, uh, I would say the consultant was probably the most meaningful uh, through aggregators that have uh, various vendors, fintech uh, entities kind of built into a search engine on their uh, on their community pages. Those are great. Uh, but so take take a moment and consider how that information is being communicated. Maybe there's probably if somebody has to go, if a financial institution has to go to that thing and log in to search for that fintech, maybe that's not the most likely place they're going to go. Therefore, if that channel was to be utilized more effectively from fintechs, it would be that they would probably send out, uh, you know, key uh, sort of pop tracks or something like that, that focused on something that was interesting in the space in the moment. Uh, I mean, you know, FedNow has come up here recently, and there's tons of financial institutions that are racing to have instant payments. 
you'd expect that fintechs would be knocking on everybody's door, but I haven't heard anything. We've been fighting to find them. We have some base people that we we want to we might want to engage with, but they're maybe they're larger. Maybe we're looking for somebody that's more niche. Maybe we're looking for a fintech that can just add that one thing, that one payment rail, or a series of payment rails, or maybe uh, bolt on something to add payment rails. Uh, you know, to kind of keep up with how things are moving forward in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I'd be missing something big if I didn't at least mention that Finnovate is obviously a place where you can come and connect from the financial institution side or the fintech side. But I think there's also a lot of really good pieces here for the the fintechs who are listening about um, how to potentially engage. And I know a lot of the success stories of companies who've gone on to do really big things in our space come from obviously having good technology and finding a good use for that technology. But a lot of it is done on the back of really hard work of going out and prospecting and engaging and spending a lot of time fishing. And certainly some of the biggest names in the industry have done a really good job of that. In addition to, of course, having the technology that would go ahead and and back that up and make it worthwhile. So, you know, as we kind of talked earlier, I hinted about this, but let's get into uh, the integration that you're working on with Alchemy, because I think there's a couple of pieces I want to explore there. But the the biggest one is kind of this, this big question, what will you be able to do after this integration that you couldn't have done before? Uh, that's that's a really good question. Uh, I think we're going to offer a more seamless integrated experience for our customers right now. There's uh, there's two different uh, applications that have different interfaces, so there's some missing continuity there. Uh, beyond that, uh, there's some of the features that are built inside of the product that are going to enhance our customers' experiences, particularly things like just maybe being able to find out what your credit score is, maybe being able to look at how different transactions are being classified and maybe set up a budget and sort kind of change your financial future a little bit by using some of the tools that are built into the product. Um, the list is very, uh, it is constantly expanding and that's the exciting thing about the product um, and other products that are, that are sort of in different spaces that do the same thing is that there's a, an opportunity to have an open architecture to build things in and provide different kinds of sophisticated products for customers. I'm particularly excited about the possibility of AI fitting into Alchemy, you know, as some sort of financial advisor or something else that might actually be uh, things that we've never imagined before happening uh, and positivity that, that comes from having that technology in somebody's life. Yeah, I mean, certainly the technology is strong. And I think the other side of this, and so many integrations actually um, die on this this hill, but talk to me about the integration itself, how you're actually working to um, engage with them, because I'm sure it's a shift, right? There's going to be a lot of changes going on in your organization. There's a lot of places where they'll need to be working with you. Can you talk about just that process of actually engaging and share some of the, the steps of how it's gone? Well, um, so, you know, like I was saying, I think before, um, you know, our relationship with the implementation is just now getting started, but our relationship with Alchemy has been there for a long time, even before we decided to go with them. It's It's been a wonderful path working with wonderful people uh, who really are passionate about what it is that they do, and they carry that passion through to us. And I think that there's a feeding of passion that happens in an environment like this that's extremely exciting. Uh, particularly when we're at the forefront of how technology is evolving. So um, I would say that if you're if you're looking for an, if you're looking for an organization that really wants to be your partner and get behind you, Alchemy's got all that is needed to get there. 
Yeah, no, certainly. Um, and I think we were talking before we actually pushed record a little bit about some of the communication that was happening to kind of make sure that you were comfortable with everything that was happening, that you understood what was happening. Can you talk through some of those, uh, the meetings or the ways that you've had to communicate with each other to make everything work successfully? Yeah, it's um, very, very open dialogue, very uh, well organized. There's not really been um, much disconnecting communication, generally uh, high level of continuity in virtually everything we've done with them, uh, which is important because there's a whole lot at risk here. You're, you're changing everything about how your customer experience is going to be. It's not just some like, oh, we're changing our digital banking platform. No, you're changing virtually everything about how everything works in the bank and you're affecting the customer at the same time. So we had to be very thoughtful about strategically selecting a vendor that was going to be able to accomplish all of these tasks that we trusted, and we trust them. Yeah, well, and I think you touched on something that's really significant for the fintech community to, to understand because the way you're talking about it, you know, this is not just something that's going to be implemented in, in one small area. This is something which will change so many aspects of how the bank is run. And, and I think it's important for everybody on the fintech side of the equation to recognize that, that when you're talking to an organization like Lone Star, um, that you're you're asking them to make an extremely significant shift in a lot of the processes that they've been undertaking for quite a while. And I think that communication piece is absolutely crucial. So from a fintech standpoint, I think the obligation is on you to be able to communicate, to understand what you're asking your customers to do and make them feel at ease because it's easy to imagine how somebody could get a little bit nervous with a shift that size. From a financial institution standpoint, I think the, the onus is on you to make sure that you're asking for that level of communication. And I think a lot of financial institutions are sometimes hesitant to be aggressive about asking for what they need or making sure they understand every aspect of the of the process. But that's such a crucial step as well. So you know, th that's kind of the piece that I would distill out of this for anybody on either side of the equation. If you want to make it work well, focusing on that communication is absolutely key because it is a significant ask for the company that you're potentially engaging with. Yeah, definitely. So I'd like to end with kind of zooming way out. Now, frequent listeners of the show will know that I'm a big fan of local, you know, community-based financial institutions. Um, and, and I think, you know, Lone Star Bank would certainly fit that bill. What do you think the role of banks like yours will be in the future? And, and kind of the follow-up question, why is it so important for us as a society that we keep this kind of community, more regional bank alive? Well, that's a great question. Um, I would say this, that, uh, you know, community banks uh, are, a, actually all banks, I think, are at a pivotal juncture. There's so many different influences of digitization, uh, evolving customer expectations, increasing prominence of, of some fintech players. Uh, we believe that traditional banks like Lone Star National Bank uh, will continue to play an essential role, but that role will be defined by how well we can adapt and innovate in this changing landscape. And we talked, you know, a little bit about that in this talk already. Um, but you know, the institutions that succeed, I think, are going to be trusted advisors. They're going to be ones that support and uh, proliferate financial literacy, financial wellness for their customers, financial advisement. Um, that are going to make community impact, um, and that are going to continue to innovate. Uh, and bring innovation. Uh, community banks that bring innovation are going to be more likely to be trusted than those that are not community banks. And so that advantage of trust uh, will establish, you know, more customer relationships. 
So the future will we'll see banks like us integrating fintech innovations into our operations, but it'll be a blend of that innovation and reliability. Um, by doing so, I think we can we can offer some unique solutions that combine the assurances of a traditional bank with the convenience and personalization of fintech. So those things can come together, I believe. Yeah, I absolutely believe that as well. And I think again, you know, kind of just summing up the, a lot of the conversation that we've had here. You know, there, there's a lot of opportunities here. There's a lot of financial institutions like Lone Star that need to update their tech stacks and who know they need to do that. But to hear you say that you're under the, that the responsibility is on you right now to go out and find those fintechs, I think is is kind of an eye-opener for me. I think that's an area where the industry can do a better job of um, reaching out and looking for organizations to to um, get their technology into them and just really demonstrate how they can help them. Um, and of course, I, th I think you're absolutely right that if you are able to do this successfully, it's ultimately the customers, the end users who will really benefit. They're the group who needs to be able to understand where their money is going. They want to see it in their community. And it's such a valuable resource. So um, this has been a really good uh, chance for me to get a perspective I don't normally get on the podcast. And again, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, the bank is called Lone Star National Bank. And I've been talking with uh, Brian Guerra and Herb Berkeley. Gentlemen, thanks again. Thank you very much. The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening. <laughs>